ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dylan Hunzinger, at the end of school, Hunt 08, of Thunder Chats Podcast. And I have one question for you. Whenever Blake Griffin gets crim- criminally underrated on NBA 2K, whenever Carmelo Anthony says he will come off the bench, and whenever the NBA releases its full schedule, who are you going to call? Today I'm joined by my Canadian cohort, Stuart Gardner. Stu, say what's up, dude. What's up, every boys and girls? I'm happy to be here. Every boys and girls, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little, you know, a little misspeak. It's lets people know it's authentic. Let's people know that we're real. Dag on right. We are human. We make mistakes. We put our pants on one leg at a time, as they say. Uh, we will not be joined by Sir Matthew Mullins. Uh, I don't know why I said sir. He's not a knight. But we will not be joined by Matthew Mullins tonight. Uh, he is actually taking care of some stuff. So we'll miss him on this podcast. But uh, me and Stu are going to do the best we can to provide you guys all the NBA goodness. Stu, you're and he'll, be back. he'll be back next week, right? For, he'll be uh, back next week. Excellent. What is it? can hear you. For our listeners, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be back next week for all, all our loyal listeners, which, you know, if you're listening, you should definitely be loyal. But uh, he'll be back next week along with a special guest, uh, Richard Kimball of the fan page, Denver Nuggets super fan. Uh, super excited to have him on here to talk a little bit about Denver Nuggets, who are quietly going to be one of the most more exciting teams next year. So definitely be tuned for that. But, uh, Stu, I think it's time for a little bit of a holiday. Let's do it. I was about to say you did. You didn't say holla, but it's okay. Oh, Let's... holla! I'm, my bad. I don't have Maddie's. I don't have Maddie's. You know, ability to chime in. Listen, man, you you, you got to bring the energy. You got to bring the energy that Maddie brought. <laughs> All right, I got to step it up. I got to step it up. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, it is time for holla. Holla. What's up, guys? Got a question for you today. What free agent will have the biggest impact on the coming NBA season? Catch you later. All right, so that was our boy Frank, Fantasy Junkies. He did not say his name, but uh, it, it shows up here on the app. So I know that's my, that's my boy Frank Scott. Actually, he's not my boy. He's my pastor. But anyways, <laughs> um, we, we've hit the Fantasy Junkies uh, trifecta. Three members have now called in and asked us a question. So, uh, shout out Fantasy Junkies. Definitely. It's, I'm a big Fantasy Junkies fan. Frankly, my fantasy teams are inept, and I need all the help I can get. There you go, man, for all your fantasy football needs. All right, but anyways, Frank asks, what free agent will make the biggest impact on the league this season? Stu, why don't you go ahead and tee it off, man? And this is not an exciting answer. It is, in my opinion, the truth um, in terms of who makes the biggest impact, and it's DeMarcus Cousins. Impact goes beyond what happens on the hardwood, right? It influences every team that plays the Golden State Warriors now is seeing them as that group of guys who clearly all teamed up to get a ring. And they did before, but it's just getting reinforced and reinforced. And then on top of that, I'm not entirely sure which way it'll go. But the fact that the Warriors are getting another superstar or potential superstar, depending on the fact from his injury, is going to affect how the league views free agency. And it might even go so far as to change how the NBA handles free agency and the salary cap and stuff. So the biggest impact, hands down, goes towards DeMarcus Cousins for me. All right. Very good points there. Uh, I will say easy answer. What would yeah. be DeMarcus Cousins? Also, LeBron James, obvious best player, goes to your team. It's going to make a big impact on the league. And, uh, you, you know, I haven't been shy about my – sorry, got a little guess there. Um, my thoughts about Paul George and his impact on the Thunder. But I'm not going to talk about Paul George right now. I'm going to talk about a little bit of a dark horse. And DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, of course, uh, played – for the Clippers his entire career. 
Um, you know, he was coupled with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, who we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but, you know, together they made Bob City. And, you know, after Blake got traded and Chris Paul got traded, um, essentially signed, but, you know, traded, um, DeAndre Jordan was the lone piece left from Bob City, and he was still, you know, doing it all season long. As long as he was healthy, he was still going out there. He's one of the best rebounders in the league. Uh, you know, as Stu has said, you know, probably the most athletic big man in the league. Um, and uh, he's, he's, you know, he's he's great offensively, defensively. I mean, you know, he's a rim-running big man who, you know, anchors that defensive paint and is a killer, a straight-up killer in the pick-and-roll. And I think he's going to be perfect for Donk and Ben Smith Jr., um, running that pick and roll. I think it's going to really open up the Mavericks. I think it takes them from a lottery team to 10th, 9th, and, you know, maybe an injury or two away from the 8th seed. Stewart's thing. Well, it's kind of interesting. I, I totally agree. I think um, as a piece to help Doncic and DSJ uh, develop, I don't know if you can do much better than a big guy who gives them just kind of a safety valve on loss. Um, but I do agree. I think it brings them up to 10th, 9th. And with the NBA the way that it is right now, and with us understanding the value of tanking and of getting that high lottery position, is that desirable to become a late lottery team? This is true. This is true. I hadn't taken that into consideration. Um, you know, you look at the other teams in the West, uh, at the bottom half of the West, and then you've got the Suns, you got the Kings. Uh, I think the Kings all but have that uh, that that number one spot locked up because they're I was changing. Say, they got lottery upside for sure. Uh... Isn't it this season they're gonna change the lottery system? Like they're not gonna do it with a lottery? Like they're trying to prevent taking now? It's not this season, but it is in the plans for the future. And what that's going to end up is somebody's going to get screwed over here um, in making some tanking move and then the NBA is going to change the rule um, in the next four or five years. I but bet. right now it's, I believe it's remaining the same if they're not like they'll, they always adjust the odds somewhat, but the fact of the matter is as long as there's the lottery and as long as you get better odds at the first round pick by losing more teams are going to try and lose more. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I bet, uh, I bet that rule, um, coincidentally goes into effect the same year that high school players are allowed to come straight to the draft. <gasps> no. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a pretty good point. I didn't think yeah. about that. I mean, you're talking about teams getting screwed. I mean, what what bigger, I guess, screwing would there be than when all that talent is there and, you know, somebody just gets screwed over, but. Yeah, that's uh, Frank. We appreciate your question, man. Appreciate you hollering at us. Um, if you would like to holler at us, you can do so on the Anchor app. Or if not, you can visit us on Stat Chasers' email, which has a random number at the end that I do not remember currently. Stu, do you remember? <laughs> I'm afraid I also don't. But um, honestly, if you want to get a hold of us quicker, because we're younger people, so none of us check our email that often, hit slide in any one of the three hosts. DMs on Twitter, and we'll get we'll get your follow on there as soon as we've sorted through all the people who are just talking junk to us. Absolutely, uh, we'll, we'll we'll hit you up with that at the end of the show. So yeah, if you guys want to get on us for a holla, then we will we'll definitely uh, read your question on air as long as it's appropriate. <laughs> as long as it's appropriate, can't stress that enough. Yes, please, guys, keep it keep it G rated, please. Absolutely, um, Stu. Some big news happened today, and it's it's not Carmelo Anthony. You know, Carmelo came out and said that – or he didn't come out and said – Woj came out and said that Carmelo is expected to come off the bench, which that's another topic for another day because I'm still – got steam rolling out of my ears for that. Um, but, no, Blake Griffin, the aforementioned Blake Griffin, uh, his 2K rating came out today, and it was an – 86. Now, NBA Twitter, as NBA Twitter does, is in an uproar saying that if Jason Tatum is an 87 on 2K, then Blake Griffin deserves to be the likes of 89 
to 90. Um, I will agree 86 is probably too low. I, you know, when Blake Griffin's healthy, I mean, I think it was – I think it was Maddie that said it in the last spot. It definitely wasn't you. I don't know why I was even thinking that. But I, I think it was said that uh, Blake was, you know, like a top 25, top 30 player when he's healthy. And, yeah, I don't disagree with him because he can do almost anything offensively. Um, you know, we talked about when DeAndre Jordan was playing with Blake and Chris Paul. When Chris Paul got injured, Blake Griffin took over the ball handling capabilities or responsibilities. I always say capabilities. Ball handling responsibilities. And he went out and averaged, like, I think, like 25, 8, and 7. So, he's capable of, you know, being the primary ball handler. Um, you know, he's able to play make. He's – developed a post game over the years he's even developed a three-point shot so offensively he gives you a lot defensively there's uh there's a bit to be desired and i feel like Stu's about to come crashing down on that yes thank you dylan for giving me some space here (laughs) to discuss clay griffin who i don't love for new listeners he is not my favorite player in the league and the first thing i'm going to say is when he's healthy is Blake Griffin has not played 80 games in a since 2014. Which is not good. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's wild. <laughs> he's hurt all the time. And this is the thing with these 2K ratings that I feel like all, people often forget. It's an aggregate, right? So their 2K, their overall rating is an average. So Blake Griffin gets hurt all the time which hurts his, I think it's durability or injury in 2K, which is going to bring down your aggregate. And additionally, Blake Griffin's defense is terrible. I don't uh, I don't have the exact plus-minus stats in front of me right now, but it's it's obvious when you watch. He's a very good offensive player. You can, you can run the offense through him, the ball around. But defensively, he brings nothing or next to nothing. So what you're saying is Blake Griffin belongs on the Denver Nuggets. Blake Griffin on the Denver Nuggets is a scary good fit. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm sure there have been calls around the league about that. Actually, him next to Jokic, too. That offense could be a ton of fun. I'd love to see that now that I think about it. But regardless, and this is my other big thing that I think fans need to talk about, is last year Blake Griffin shot 43% from the floor in Detroit and 44% from the floor in L.A. And that is unacceptably low for a post player. Yeah, for sure. He, uh, well, I, I think the deal is, you know, as, you know, like like we said, you know, as his career's gone on, he's kind of drifted out from the post a little bit. You know, I, I mean, I don't have the stats to prove that, but I think, you know, just from the eye test, uh, I feel like, you know, he's kind of, Drifted outside from the paint. You know, he's still, you know, he's still there. You know, he's still one of the guys that is probably most likely to put you on a poster in the league. But I feel like his game has definitely brought him from away the from away from the rim. Gosh, I can't talk. Has brought him away from the rim, which in turn has brought his percentage down a little bit. Exactly. And that's if you're a low percentage post guy, I mean, I, I think. It's eighty six. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's about where he is, and people who are that incensed about it haven't looked at his numbers and haven't looked at what he's brought on the court. And additionally, I think he was overrated to begin with, and that those Clippers teams in general, because real, like realistically, rather sorry, real trying to talk proper, um, realistically, <laughs> those teams never really looked like finals teams, even when Chris Paul was there, right? And part of that was because of the uh, limitations of Blake and DeAndre. Yep. Hey, that's that's fair, man. I, uh, you know, after, after looking at it, especially after, you know, my whole, I guess, mantra about, you know, prove it to me, prove it to me that you're healthy. Like, you know, my stance with Kawhi when I was ranking him and, uh, you know, other players. So I feel like I guess I need a healthy Blake Griffin before I can go all in on like an 88, 89 rating or something like that. So I, I feel 86 is a good prove it rating. Exactly. I think at his best, in like when he's 
fully healthy and playing at 100%, he probably is a 90 overall player. Um, and that hurt physically to say, but it is true. <laughs> and, but he has to show that he can be at his best physically. And in particular, he, he has to show that he can be efficient from the floor. So it's, we'll see, but I, 86 is entirely fair to me. All right, man. Well, we, uh, we talked, talked about five minutes about Blake Griffin and NBA 2K. So, uh, let's move on to some more relevant topics. Real life? Yeah, real life. Um, NBA schedule, the full NBA schedule released, uh, I, I believe it was Friday afternoon. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, but you know, there's a, there's some really impressive games. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of upset because, <laughs> For whatever reason, the Thunder plays three back-to-backs, by the way, like against teams. I, I don't mean back-to-backs like, you know, game-game. Like, I mean, like, at Raptors versus Raptors, at Spurs versus Spurs. Like, it makes no sense to me. But, yeah, much to our dismay, the Thunder plays at Raptors versus Raptors in the span of, like, three days and a, a time that our schedules just do not work. So, we cannot go see a Thunder Raptors game, which is sad. But uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're going to talk about our top five games from the entire NBA season. Not just Raptors, not just Thunder, even though they are uh, leaned on pretty heavily. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just NBA in general. And uh, how do you want to do this, man? You want to go all the way through yours and all the way through mine? You want to go one by one? What do you want to do? Let's go one by one. We'll do number one, number one, number two, number two, and so on. All right. Go ahead with yours, man. My number one game, and it doesn't look great right after Dylan made the we're not being homers disclaimer. But my <laughs> number one uh, is Raptors versus Celtics on October 19th. And uh, you'll notice all my games are fairly early in the season because obviously injuries and stuff affect the season later on. So these are the early on games I feel like people should focus on. And Raptors-Celtics, October 19th, that's to decide who is the best team in the East, or at least the early matchup to play into that season-long storyline. And uh, I think if you're an NBA fan, in general, you should watch that game. And obviously, if you're a fan of either team, that's a must-see. All right. Hey, October 19th is also my anniversary, so shout out. Uh, So I'll mark that down on my calendar as well. (laughs) There you go. Um, sticking with the Raptors, man, uh, my number one game is going to be Spurs at Toronto. I uh, don't have the date in front of me, but, uh, yeah, just DeMar DeRozan's return to Toronto um, after all the crap that went down uh, between him and the front office. Um, obviously, this is a guy that loved the city. Uh, you know, he put his heart and soul out there for his entire career. So, it'll be an emotional return. Uh, you feel like they're going to have, like, a video tribute, something like that? I would – if I'm not a betting guy, but if I were, I would put all of my money on the fact there will be a video tribute, and I imagine the fans will probably plan something themselves independently. It's uh, you can take the guy out of Toronto, but you can never take the, the Toronto out of the guy. So we'll be very excited to have Demar back, but hopefully the Spurs lose that one. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know it, it's definitely gonna be an emotional game. Um, and it'll be interesting to see because Kawhi is la- likely, uh, assuming Kawhi is healthy, he's likely to match up with DeRozan. So that'll be a fun matchup to watch in that game. 100% agreed. Go with your number Move two. To... All right, perfect. My number two is uh, Christmas Day. We've already discussed it a little bit, but it's Lakers at Warriors. Christmas Day. It's going to be your first look at could be the Western Conference Finals. And the fact that the NBA scheduled Lakers-Warriors in their first matchup today points to how serious that matchup is and the potential that that game has to be entertaining entertaining with storylines and with the actual play on the court. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm 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 gonna have to call call BS on your potential Western Conference Finals for this year, but we'll we'll agree to disagree there. We'll wait and see. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, 
ironically, sticking with the Lakers, uh, I have OKC at L.A., uh, at, at L.A. Lakers. Um, it'll be Paul George's first game to Los Angeles since they didn't even get a chance to recruit him. <laughs> um, I expect him to be booed mercilessly, and people say he's trash, even though they were begging for him to be on their team. And uh, I expect for him to drop about 42 points on them. <laughs> Worth watching, and that would be the other first look at another potential Western Conference final. The there ideal Western Conference final with no Warriors, but uh, definitely potential. The potential is there for that to be a playoff matchup. So it's, I'll you. There you go. All right, man. Give me your number three. This is interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, my number three is. I don't want to say controversial, but maybe this might not be a game you have marked on your calendar, but you should. And this is uh, Mavericks at Suns on October 17th. Uh, Luka Doncic playing DeAndre Ayton in their first, both of their first NBA games. The fact that this game is scheduled, thank you, NBA scheduling committee. These two guys were juggling NBA draft next for the whole draft prospect of, or the whole draft process, rather of who should go first overall. Is it the athletic freak or the really refined skill guy? The guy who's proven at the top level or the guy who flashes potential every time he touches the ball? So this first matchup, it feels desperate. And like it or not, people are going to come to a lot of conclusions off this game. So it'll be good to have tuned in. There you go, man. Yeah, I uh, I like that game too because – you said that's the that's the first NBA game for them. Yeah, for both of them. Okay. Yeah, that's that has potential to be like a big welcome to the NBA moment for both of them because Aiden will be matched up against DeAndre Jordan, who we already talked about. It's great defensively and athletic, and I mean he's strong. <laughs> um, and then Doncic is a shooting guard, and so he likely might be matched up against Devin Booker, who can give anybody buckets. So. Uh, that could be huge welcome to the NBA type game for both of those players. And then let's see here for my number three, um, going back to your, who's the best team in the East. Like I said, you know, I'm just, I'm not there with the Raptors yet. I have to see quite healthy and I have to see him working with the team. Um, but I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Philly at Boston and I pick at Boston just because, um. Yeah, I, I feel like Boston's one of the rowdiest crowds in sports. Um, not sports, but in, in NBA. And obviously, you know, there's there's some bad blood brewing there from last year. Uh, that seven game series and the um, it wasn't Eastern Conference Finals, but the Eastern Conference Semis, um, in which Al Horford just took it to Joel Embiid in Game Seven. Um, so you know, it'll be interesting to see the matchup. Um. I don't have the dates in front of me for mine. I just have the matchups. Um, so it would be also interesting to see if Kyrie or Gordon Hayward or both of them are healthy for this game. If they are, I think it swings the pendulum in the Celtics' favor. But, uh, you know, can't bet against the Sixers. So I, I think it's going to be a real good game. And this is um, a, a brief digression from the, the formula of me just reading mine right away afterwards. I just want to say Philadelphia-Boston. Hopefully the Raptors are number one, number one in the East. But regardless, the NBA is trying to sell Philadelphia Boston as a rivalry, and maybe I'm susceptible to marketing, but I am buying it 100. percent Two teams match up, and that series was great. It was scrappy and interesting, like you say, Embiid. For the first time that I've really seen him, just totally couldn't handle somebody. Um, that's that's it's placement of third on your list and it's I'm definitely gonna be watching whenever they play each other yeah man Al Horford of all people <laughs> Horford's an interesting player it's uh I'm I'm very mixed on him all right moving on number four on my list is another one that not that marked on your calendar originally <laughs> but this is uh a, you definitely didn't, unless you're a fan of either of these teams, this wasn't on your calendar, but it should be. Magic at Nuggets 
23rd? Because you look at what the Magic have done. In particular, they drafted Mo Bamba. They got Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon. That's an all-defense team. That's a team full of long boys who defend and block shots. Against the Denver Nuggets, who we've discussed on air in the past, don't really care about defense. And they've never cared about defense. So that matchup, just the contrast in styles is very interesting to me. Um, Dylan pointed out in our uh, when me and him were talking before we started recording that it also has high potential to be like an 83-63 game, <laughs> which would be less watchable. But tune in, watch the first quarter, and if there's a lot of scoring going on, that's going to be a bomb burner. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, after you said that, that's kind of that was kind of unwarranted on my part because I mean, I mean, in our playoff rankings last week, I mean, I think we all had the Nuggets in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. Did you? Yes, that's one of the very few teams that everybody agreed upon their seating. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's all I was about saying. Now everybody had the Nuggets in the playoffs, so to say the play, that the that a playoff team wouldn't be able to. <laughs> Eclipse eighty three is it's kind of telling, so I I think I'll, I'll back up on that. Fair enough. I, I do see where you're coming from, um, and realistically, the Nuggets are if the Nuggets fail to score hundred points in a game, they're probably losing. That's fair. It, it's going to be a fun matchup. I, it's sure. on my list. For sure. There you go. All right, number four, man. I got. Warriors at OKC. Uh, I believe we play each other three times again this year, and once again we only play in OKC once, so it's annoying. But you know, whatever. Uh, it's musty TV anytime Kevin Durant comes back to Oklahoma City, um, especially with a revamped roster, and um, it'll be interesting dynamic, uh, especially since you know. I mean, we'll obviously see opening night, um, but you know, it'll be interesting because you know there's this whole narrative that you know Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant have buried the hatchet like they're cool now and you know if you know anything about Russell Westbrook from watching basketball it's that he like he said it. he's like you know my only friend on the court spalding and my teammates that's it so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how how chummy him and Durant are in that game I'm gonna say Russell Westbrook has never buried a hatchet in his life <laughs> let alone this one um but and yeah this is golden state warriors oklahoma city thunder is realistically if you're a fan of the nba and th- this sounds like you guys are paying me for this i can't believe i'm saying this out loud <laughs> if you're a fan of the nba you're watching that game the storyline there is too good and generally when they play each other it's a very good game on the court they match up pretty well and there's a lot of emotions happening, so you always get a good game. Entertaining at the very least. You know, I mean, even when they were beating us by 30 and 40, uh, the first year that Durant was on the Warriors, it was still entertaining just because Westbrook was dunking on people. And, uh, you know, he had the infamous moment where he screamed at Durant, I'm coming. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. All right, man, round us up with your number five. All right, and this is, yeah, it's another homer pick, and this is, if you're not a fan of these teams, this probably won't be on, won't be on your calendar. But it's on my list, so you got to listen to me talk about it, <laughs> which is uh, Pistons at Raptors on November 14th, and that's Dwayne Casey coming back to the six, playing against his former protege and Nick Nurse, coaching the team that he coached to several playoff appearances and nothing further. Thanks to win. Um, <laughs> and be, it's, I'm a storylines guy, as you've heard on these rankings, that kind of, that kind of thing. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. I think Dwayne's going to have a chip on his shoulder and equally Nick nurse is going to have something to prove. So, and when the coaches have something to prove, the players generally off that and have something to prove. So I think that has high probability to be an exceptional game. 
For sure, and it has uh, your favorite player in the world, Blake Griffin, in it. <laughs> Another reason I'm really hoping Cowie Leonard just destroys him emotionally oh. and physically. Yeah, reigning coach of the year returns to the Raptors. Yeah, that that would be a good game. I remember when you said you was going to go to that. I was just like, hmm, all right, Pistons, interesting. And then when I saw it in the dock, Dwayne Casey returns, I was like, ah, that, that makes so much more sense. There you go. All right, man. Um, number five, I, I have it flip-flopped into the dock, but it makes more sense this way for me. Uh, number five is uh, – you know, whatever OKC's first game is against Portland Trailblazers. Um, we played Portland four times last year, and we couldn't beat them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was. We just – we couldn't beat them. Um, you know, we, we got in a lot of fights with them. Um, Nurkic um, and also uh, Evan Turner got into it with Terrence Ferguson. So, they were all kinds of, like, you know, physical matches and I remember I believe one in Oklahoma City it, it took CJ McCollum dropping like 42 in order to beat us and I mean that was heartbreaking because I love CJ but I hated him in that moment <laughs> um but yeah it'll I you know whatever that first meeting is yeah I mean you have to think that the Thunder players kind of know that the Blazers had the number last year and the Blazers probably feel like they have a little bit of a mental edge over them um, so I feel like they're going to try to nip that in the bud and just beat the brakes off of them. Um, and it'll, it'll especially be huge if Dre's back because I think that was a lot of our misfortunes. I think we played them um, whenever Dre wasn't healthy, so he, that would have helped in containing either McCollum or Lillard. Um, so if we have Dre back, yeah, look out. That's going to be must-see TV. Um, but I also have an honorable mention. <laughs> Um, and that is uh, Denver at OKC on November 24th. That is the day after Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving um, in America. Because last week, piggybacking off last week, we found out Thanksgiving is a different day than what we celebrate in America. So, you're welcome. Well, for... um, oh. What we also found out is that Christmas is the same day, which was very interesting. <laughs> There you go. And you guys do, in fact, celebrate Christmas. So, yeah, there's your there's your culturization right there for you. <laughs> um, But, yeah, uh, the reason I have that game marked down is obviously because Denver is offensively, they have a lot of firepower. I love Jamal Murray and Trey Lyles, uh, both UK guys. So, I'm always going to root for them. But uh, that will also mark my first ever – NBA game, first ever Oklahoma City Thunder game, and first ever game at Oklahoma City. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, playing, pretty much playing the whole trip out today in like a matter of hours. Uh, yeah, and super excited for that. So that is my honorable mention. <laughs> you know what they say, Dylan? You, uh, you, you never forget your first time. So, uh, all right. <laughs> so, so Maddie, Maddie gave us the top five. Top five, top five. He, sort of. He gave us what? He did the famous Twitter list, which is uh, number five was this, number four is is, number three is extremely, number two is hard, number one is opening night, OKC, Golden State Warriors. There you go. Matthew Mullins, everybody. <laughs> the worst thing is, I agree with his number one, because legitimately that's the first NBA game that I'm going to watch this season because that's going to be a great game. You're not going to watch the Sixers Celtics first uh, in the early game? Uh, no. But if I had a life and things to do, that would be <laughs> the old OKC Golden State Warriors would be the only game I'm watching. But since I don't, yeah, I'm going to be watching Sixers Celtics too. That is fair. That is fair. All right, man, it is time for our special segment, Fake It Till You Make It. Um, this is the segment where we show prospective ad or prospective advertisers what it would be like if they were to advertise their product on our show. Um, and it's turned into a little bit of a comedy bit. So uh, this is going to be an all-timer. I'm just going to warn you, Stu. <laughs> Don't hype it up before you read. Let's have it. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Do you have a Kevin Durant fan in your life? 
Chances are you do because he plays for one of the biggest bandwagon teams in the history of sports. Are you sick of everything Kevin Durant says? Do your friends constantly talk about how the season shouldn't even be played because Kevin Durant's on the Warriors? Did your phone battery die while being on the Charger because DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors to play with Kevin Durant? Then I have a perfect product for you. Duct tape. That's right, duct tape. Over the years, the common phrase of duct tape can fix anything but a broken heart has been tried and true. But I'm here to tell you that duct tape doesn't only serve as a fixer-upper. Is your uncle talking about Kevin Durant as the best player of all time? Throw a little duct tape over his eyes to help refocus his vision. Is the kid at the park throwing a piece of paper away and yelling, KD? A strong piece of duct tape will silence that foolish child from making a mockery of a great childhood tradition. Kobe. Is Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Chris Carter, Shannon Sharp, or another mindless media troll praising Kevin Durant's decision to join Golden State? A couple layers of duct tape over your TV speakers and your ears will never bleed again. Unlike Kevin Durant, duct tape has proven to be strong and reliable, a tape you can truly count on. So, if that isn't enough to push you to purchase duct tape, Take it from a Kevin Durant apologist I met outside my apartment. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Disclaimer, the following app was of fake variety. Do not engage in the following apps. If taking a kid in any way that may be misconstrued as kidnapping or tape or taping another man's face, those things are tough to get off. If you do, however, choose to participate in such an act, you do not hear so from Dylan Hunsinger, Stuart Gardner, Matthew Mullen, Stat Chasers, and or Thundercats. Thank you, and buy duct tape. Also, for Warriors bandwagon fans, Gorilla Tape. That is all. Wow. <laughs> um, guys, I'm going to be honest. Generally, um, the Figgit to Tilly Maggots are available in the Google Doc prior, so I know people are going to save. And Dylan just wrote this one, so I don't know what to expect. Um, and the bar has been raised, frankly. For future, if I can tell you, man. I, I I gotta do it, man. I set it up there high for Dr. Pepper. I feel like uh, you 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 slammed down my bar on the Canada one. Canada was an all timer, so I just had to keep it up, man. So we gotta keep raising that product, Phil. And listen, if you work for a company, even, and you're listening to that, just think about what we could do for you and your brand. Yeah, duct tape, holla at me, man. I promise. <laughs> I, <laughs> I won't tell people to tape up people's mouths shut. Yeah, we won't advocate crime for your <laughs> product in real life. All right, so let's forget that happened, and uh, let's get to our new segment. This is going to be an ongoing segment for what looks like 15 podcasts. Yep, that's quick math right there, folks. Let's <laughs> go. Basically, what we're going to do is there are how many teams in the NBA, Stuart? 30? <laughs> I put you on the spot. Yeah, uh, it, yeah there's 30. <laughs> I was, wow, I, was, I can't believe I got that right first try. Man. Yeah. Great. I always get confused if it's 30 or 32, too. But anyways, yeah, there's 30 teams in the NBA. Um, obviously, we have our favorite teams, mine being the Thunder, Maddie's being the Thunder, and Stuart's being the Raptors. Ooh. But we have favorite players. Uh, pretty much on every team. So what we're going to do, uh, so you guys kind of get to know us a little bit more and, you know, we can talk about more teams than the Thunder Raptors, Lakers, Warriors, ETC, the teams that we talk about all the time. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about for the next 15 weeks for two teams, our favorite player. And here's the rule. You can't have the same favorite player. So, Stu, you ready for this, man? I'm always ready. All right, what we're going to do is I have 1 through 30 on Random Number Generator, my favorite Google application. Um, so I'm going to hit Generate, and we're going to see what number we got. 27, and that is San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> well, this is lucky for me. This is a layup. Um and this, this is my man, right? This is uh, Mr. Toronto now in San Antonio. Man, that hurts to say out loud. Yeah, man. No matter where he is, 
he's always gonna I'm always gonna be a fan of him. I'm always gonna be a fan of his game. And the Spurs, as we've discussed previously on the podcast, the Spurs are a great spot for him and his game. And I, I wish him all the best. There you go. Yeah. I let the record be shown if we didn't have these rules, then I would have also picked Rosen. But since we don't, I don't really like anybody else on the Spurs. So I'm going to go with uh, Davis Bertons. Uh, hashtag Pegasus. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. <laughs> Got gotta go with Pegasus, man. You know, uh, he's, uh, he's supposed to be the next step up from Unicorn uh, in terms of Latvian basketball players. So uh, I'm looking for him to make that Kristaps size leap this year. Wait, hold the phone, though. I actually, this is, we discussed how maybe we might have a debate on this. And I didn't realize it would happen so early. <laughs> this is a team with LaMarcus Aldridge on it. And you're going down with Bertans, eh? I just, I just, I just don't love LaMarcus Aldridge, man. Um, you know, you talk about, you, I mean, you grill Blake Griffin for it. Um, LaMarcus is great offensively, but he just doesn't give you a lot defensively. And it's fair. I think in my mind, as a Raptors fan, he's always going to be um, contrasted with Andrea Bargnani because our choice at first overall was between the two of them. And compared defensively to Andrea Bargnani, Lamar Soldier looks like Ben Wallace. So, <laughs> All right, that that's fair. And, you know, yeah. I mean – Blake Griffin could do a lot more offensively than Lamarcus. Lamarcus is kind of, you know, just post mid range. Although he does have a little bit of a three point shot now, so developing, developing. But Bertans has had the three point shot, so. Listen, I will never, I will never put down the Pegasus. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to pick one for Maddie. Oh well, Maddie's favorite player on the Spurs. I actually know this for sure. Um, he doesn't play in San Antonio, um, but it's the guy uh, – he used to play for Ohio State. Uh, what's his name? They drafted him a couple of years ago. He's drafting stats. He's across the border. Um, oh. <laughs> mm. this, I, I have no idea, man. Um, let me just this, – this is why I do the pot. This is why I do the uh, the pod with my, uh, with my computer here. Good thing to do. <laughs> so I can. Well, this is this is a big problem. I'm not gonna be able to find it. Um, regardless. <laughs> okay. Well, let me reevaluate then. I think Maddie's uh, favorite Spurs player is actually Matt Bonner, if I recall our previous conversation correctly. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, he's a well. It's because Maddie loves cold play, right? And Matt Bonner loves cold play. All right. So, Matt, Matt Bonner is Matthew Mullins, San Antonio Spurs' favorite player. That That is awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. For our next team. Stu, do you have a guess of what number just came up on the random number generator? 15. Close. It is number 11 which is the Houston Rockets. I'm going to go first on this one. Go ahead. I'm going with Eric Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like you know I like Eric Gordon just because uh, the spark he provides off the bench, uh, his three-point shooting is ridiculous. Um, he can handle the ball a little bit, and he's not a terrible defender. Um, you know, obviously – uh, I remember Eric Gordon back when he played at the Clippers. Um, I also remember Eric Gordon back when he played for the uh, the Pelicans. And I also Black remember Hornets. Eric Gordon back when he played at the uh, Indiana Hoosiers. Um, uh, we was actually on the receiving end of a beatdown <laughs> in Alumni Hall. So, uh, I know Eric Gordon very well. He's a – yeah, I-, I like Eric Gordon. All right. And this is – I hope we don't draw flack on this um, because obviously it's not best player. And obviously we're both ignoring the Rockets stars, but um, my guy is Clint Capella. I love, I think Clint Capella was somewhat unfairly maligned in the off season 
Um, I think a lot of people were saying with the contract he was demanding and stuff um, that he wasn't really worth it. But in my opinion, he's one of the better up-and-coming bigs in the NBA. And he's got that – his upside is elite, like DeAndre Jordan in his prime. And I think that has a ton of value, even if you're not a shooter. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Quinn Capella fan, and I think really the sky's the limit with him, potential-wise. Oh, yeah, I like Capella a lot. Uh, I think that uh... – he, he's kind of the key to, especially with their defense. Uh, I thought if he didn't come back, then they were going to be just terrible defensively. But with him back, I think that he's going to be able to help them a little bit. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm still low on the Rockets this year just because of what they lost. But I think Capella, you know, he's the anchor. And of course, he's on the finishing end of Chris Paul and James Harden's robs. Um, I will say a, a quick caveat to why I don't have James Harden or Chris Paul on there and why they're not my favorite. It's not because they're so good I hate them. It's because the style of play that they do um, in terms of flopping and complaining, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't get down with that. They're definitely both – Nick second. I want to put this politely – demonstrative <laughs> as players. Um, good. Which, as a fan, can be a turnoff. Although I will say, as a casual fan, I mean, you saw Harden, he was at OKC, so I feel like you don't have the same perception. But um, as a casual fan, I often assume, I don't know if it's because of the beard, I think it might have something to do with it. I assume that James Harden has like an old man, unathletic game. And then I actually watch him play and he's like dunking on people and stuff. So I think because of the flopper reputation, James Harden gets a reputation as a boring player, which isn't necessarily true. But I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah, no, I don't think it's boring at all. I mean, you know, he's he won MVP last year. It's just, you know, his 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 he's kind of unwatchable just because, you know, what he does, like how he flops and exaggerates contact, it just it's very frustrating. <laughs> it's definitely rough as a fan. All right, uh for Maddie, uh ooh, this this is hard. Um I'm choosing between Ryan Anderson and Michael Carter Williams. If he's a big Mott, if he's a big Matt Bonner fan, I think we both know that he's a big Ryan Anderson fan as well. Oh yeah, a- absolutely, man. Um, my phone just died, so can you tell me what's next in the Google Docs? I got you. Um, we're actually debuting a new segment right now. Uh, uh, another new segment. Oh, I need my um, phone. Go ahead and introduce it. <laughs> yeah, that's. This is um, something we're working with, and the name is even a working title. It's me and Dylan came up with this while we were planning. So this is working title, Smart Money. And this is Dylan is going to hit me with some games and ask me to estimate what the price for the cheapest ticket at that game is. And we're going to see how close I end up. All right, yeah, and then – in doing so, I will say, um, you know, like I said, I planned the whole Nuggets game trip today, and I, I don't even know, like, what spawned it. I was just, like, sitting in my truck waiting for a stop, and I was like, hey, I wonder, you know, the, the schedule's out, tickets are out, let's see what they're costing. And I just – I started looking at every single Thunder home game, um, and I screenshotted them to, to show my buddies, and I was shocked at some of the prices, like – um, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I will say let's push that segment to the next one because, you know, good old iPhone, as soon as it dies, you know, when you hook it up to the charger, it doesn't just come right back on. <laughs> Very fair. Um, and actually, I want to add an addendum on before we do that. I just want to say this is not to malign anyone. But if your team is one that visits a city and draws lower ticket prices, Please be realistic and note that, say, if you're a Kings or Nets fan, understand that the rest of the world wants to less wants to watch your team less than you do. <laughs> Very good point. Um, I will say as a caveat, I don't think I have any like high lottery teams in the game. If that tells you like how shocked I was. This is, I'm going to get these super wrong. I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. If we're uh, still waiting on the phone, would you like to skip ahead 
to a segment we've done before and one we've had a lot of fun with, which is Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Man, we we got to make a drop for Would You Rather. Like, I feel like there's a movie quote where somebody says, Would You Rather, and we could just be like, said person saying movie quote, Would You Rather. <laughs> Wasn't there a really terrible horror movie called Would You Rather? Or is that Truth or Dare? Something there. There was some bad horror movie based off the game that I saw. Both of them, uh, Truth or Dare, came out like recently, and it had Lucy Hale in it. I know she was like the star, but no, lo, no, you know, what? No lie, low key. Um, we was watching Netflix last night, uh, or we was trying to find a movie, and I saw Would You Rather on there. So yeah, like you, you're right. That's that's a terrible horror movie, and I, I'm sure they say it somewhere. So I can. We try to pull a clip of them saying it on there. That's the next episode. Tune in. We'll have a we'll have an intro for this. Yes, sir. All right, but uh, getting into it, man. This is mine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna announce it in all its glory. Uh, so, Stuart Gardner, would you rather be crossed up, a la Wesley Johnson, James Harden crossing up Wesley Johnson, or be dunked on a la DeAndre Jordan being dunked on by Brandon Knight. Flip flip those. Brandon Knight being dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, my fault. There we this go. <laughs> um, and it's a tough one because these two instances were two of the most disrespectful things that I've seen in NBA history. Absolutely. crossover on Wesley Johnson, that brief moment when he holds it on his hip and just looks at him, it, it's rough. Licks his lips. He licks his lips. It's it's real, and that's it. Really it encapsulates James Harden as a player. But that dunk on Brandon Knight had an influence that I don't think it's had on any other player since. In that Brandon Knight, and we discussed this previous to recording, but Brandon Knight is a solid player. Like, if I, this offseason, if the Raptors had signed Brandon Knight, it wouldn't have made a ton of sense to me on account of our depth of positions, but I wouldn't have been upset. Like, Brandon Knight off, if Brandon Knight's coming off your team bench, I think you can win a title with him. Off your bench, not as a starter, obviously. Yeah. That being, and this dunk has made most NBA fans, casual fans, obviously, think that Brandon Knight is terrible. Off one play. That is how disrespectful and gigantic that dunk was. Personally, you cross me up like Wesley Johnson any day at, at, at the gym, wherever. I'll live with that. If you dunk on me like DeAndre Jordan dunked on Brandon Knight, I'm probably quitting basketball. I'll, I'll look into cricket or soccer or something for my new sport to take up. Uh, I will say, and this is, this is probably strictly just because how I play, um, I'm actually going to have to defer um, just because when I play basketball, I pride myself as a perimeter defender. And I can honestly say I've never had my ankles broken. Um, I, I've been beat before, you know, don't, don't make no mistake. I'm not Kawhi Leonard out there, um, but I've never like, you know, nobody's ever crossed me over so hard that I fell down or, you know, I went like a completely different direction or anything like that. Um, but I have been dunked on. I have been dunked on pretty viciously. And just like Brandon Knight, which gets left out because, you know, this is a point guard, right? This is a point guard, one of the smallest guys on the court. And this mountain of a man, DeAndre Jordan, is about to catch a lob. And nobody's about to stop him. And Brandon Knight, you know, he goes out there, he gives that effort, gives that defensive effort. He goes out there and gives that hustle to try – to, you know, just just foul him, you know, just foul him and, you know, let him take the shots because DeAndre Jordan's a terrible free throw shooter, especially at the time. Um, and obviously it didn't work out for him. <laughs> but he tried. You know, he gave the effort. He gave that defensive effort. And I've done the same thing. So I've been dunked on. I've had, you know, everybody just scream, their hands over their head and everything. But as a defender, I have never been crossed up. So I'm going to say get dunked on because – Especially when you're Brandon Knight size, if you see DeAndre Jordan coming at you, you're pretty. You, you know, I mean, you pretty much know this guy's gonna dunk on me. 
But, like, you know, Wes Johnson, back in the day, like, especially in, like, college, he used to be a pretty solid defender. Um, so, for him just to get shattered by James Harden um, was a little less uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? A little less believable than, you know, DeAndre Jordan dunking over Brandon Knight. So, yeah, I- I'll say dunk over me all day, especially if you're a lot bigger than me because then it's expected. <laughs> And that is interesting, and it points to the like because I, I played I played post uh, in in rural Alberta. I'm I'm not that much taller than Dylan. It's um an area difference. <laughs> yeah, but regardless, and I've I've never been dunked on, but I have been crossed up, and I'm I'm cool with getting crossed up. It happens when you're a big guy. I'm less cool with getting dunked on. So there you go. Not really. It comes down to positionally and what you're used to, I suppose. This this is fair. That's a fair assessment. I would I would concur with that assessment. All right, man. Well, I uh, my phone is back to life. It is living. Uh, would you like to jump on this? Uh, what I call it? Smart money. Smart money. Yeah, some smart. Do this. All right, man. Uh, let's go back and forth a little bit. So you can ask me to give you a price, and then. Then you guess the team, and then I'll also give you a team, and you can guess the price. Okay, let's go. Hit me with a price first. Let's go. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with. Uh, okay, let's go with this one. Sixty nine dollars a ticket. And that's cheapest seat in the gym. Cheapest seat. That's got to be somebody good, right? That's got to be. That's got to be Lakers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Try, uh, try two more. Try two more guesses, and then I'll tell you. Well, your reaction tells me it's way worse than Lakers. Um... <laughs> okay, well then I'm gonna swing the other way. Kings. No, try to find middle ground. Uh, that's easy. Um, Blazers. Close, but no, it is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Huh. All right. All right. That's a good baseline for me. I feel like it'll be more accurate in future predictions off that. All right. Uh, go ahead and – so we'll do team on this one, all right? Um, all right. So, so after my reaction, Los Angeles Lakers. Man, if T Wolves is six eighty-five. <sighs> Higher. Seriously, for the cheapest seat in the cheapest man. seat in the house, man. Hundred bucks. Higher. One ten. One hundred sixty-four dollars. Man. How many pizzeria seats? <laughs> um I'm not really sure, actually. Well, I'll have to look I into look. this for future. Man, yeah, 160? Sure. That's wild. Okay. okay. I, I, will, I will say, you know, um, whenever we was looking at the Thunder and Raptors games, like for reference, um, tickets to the Raptors arena with the th- Thunder coming to town was like $110 a ticket for the cheapest ticket. And then for the Raptors coming to the Thunder, it was like $65. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I didn't mean to take a shot. I'm just saying, you know, it's it. I'll, I'll live with it. I'm gonna put it down to <laughs> dollar exchange rates and nothing beyond that. And please, nobody come at me on Twitter or on Reddit in the comments and tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm in denial right now. Okay, give me give me a price. All right, I'll give you an easy one so you can kind of get your mojo back. Two hundred ten dollars. That's gotta be Golden State. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You got your mojo back. For the cheapest seat in the arena? It's Kevin Durant coming back, man. You're paying your money so you can boo, call Kevin Durant a snake and a cupcake. Man, okay. All right. So, uh, so yeah, that's an obvious one. So, you're one for three. Um, let's give you a team. 
let's go with let's go with the Clippers. Ninety bucks. Cheaper. Wow. Yeah, they are a lot worse this year. That's fair. Um, before before you before you say another one, let me remind you: Timberwolves was sixty nine. Is it fifty bucks? Higher than that. Sixty. Yeah, that's your final guess, but it was very close. Sixty three bucks. Yeah, that seems fair. Like, they're. It, you guys should wax them. That probably won't be that good of a game. I'll take 60. Yeah, 63 on that is pretty fair. All right, this is, this is my last one. Give me, give right. me a pro. Here, let, let me give you two because this is kind of this one kind of correlates to this last one. But I'll go I'll go through it quickly for you. Um, for price, $62. That's got to be Kings. Kings or Nets. How did you get that first try? <laughs> Man, there's there's only one team that's just gonna bring seats that cheap, and it's a it's a team that there's certain nobody will want to watch. All right, you think so? But there's oh god, holy crap! There's two of them like that. Okay, okay, I'm just gonna tell you, forty eight bucks. No, Charlotte. Nope. Phoenix. Eastern Conference, last guess. Oh, man. Who's Kit? Who's that? Brooklyn? Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. Okay, that's that's underpriced. If you're a Thunder fan, slide in on those tickets. That's a playoff team. (laughs) Yeah, jump with that, man. Go watch Giannis Antetokounmpo for 48 bucks. Listen, SeatGeek, Ticketmasters, and we're doing free advertising for you. I'm telling people to buy those tickets right now. Um, in the same vein, I, I won't make you guess this one. 76ers at Thunder's 47 bucks. Seriously? Yeah. That's a steal. That's shocking. Of, realistically, if, if you were a Philly fan, I bet you it's probably cheap to see and just watch the game there. Uh, that's a lot of driving, though, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not really I, – I can't really picture the states geographically in my head. Are they not, like, right next to each other? No, no, no. Oklahoma's, like, middle, and then Philly's, like, east coast. Cool. All right. Interesting to know. Um, <laughs> that's about as bad as do they celebrate Do they celebrate Christmas in Canada? So we're, we're on the same spot. I, I, guess, I guess you're good there. Yeah, I was, I was shocked about that just because, I mean, dude – not only are 76ers potentially one of the best teams in the East, um, but the rivalry that was brewing last year from the troll world troll wars between Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid, like that's must see TV. Like I, you know, I'm going to that Nuggets game, but that was a game that I, I sent to my buddies and I was like, yo, like I want to go to this game too. Um, that's- if I could save up. <laughs> That's a surprisingly – that's very good value. And if you're an NBA fan, they listen, this is why you listen to Stat Chasers. Is you don't just get NBA insight and hot takes. You get ticket tips, too. Dang on, right, man. You better jump on them tickets. But don't jump on the Nuggets tickets yet. Not until I buy mine. Then you can buy your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stu. Well, uh, man, that's, that's all the time we got today. I think, I think we did all right without Maddie. We did our best, and, you know, it's not the same. But he'll be back next week. So, everybody get ready for that one. Tune in next week. It'll be the three of us plus a guest. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, give old Maddie a follow on Twitter, if you don't already, at MaddieMolesPod. Just go ahead and uh, slide in his mentions. and be like, yo, Mission on Stat Chasers. Uh, Look forward to seeing you next week. Something like that, you know. Ask him why Matt Bonner is his favorite player in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And ask him uh, uh, who would go with Ryan Anderson too. Yes. What 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 is it that you have for big guys that shoot threes, can't play defense, and get paid too much? <laughs> you got to slide in his questions. You got to ask him, guys. It's 
That's all. Um, yeah. Dylan, go ahead. Do your social. Yeah, man. Uh, follow me at the underscore hunt 08 on my personal. Um, I don't know why I tell you to do that because I don't tweet a lot from my personal, but it's just something I do. Um, but definitely follow me at Thunderchats, uh, at TH under C-H-A-T-S. Um, I am very active on there, and I post some high-quality stuff. So it's, it'll be a good follow. And you can also, you know, hear my Thunder Chats podcast, which I post, you know, three or four a week. Shout out there. <laughs> and what about you, Stu? Well, this is uh, – people should be- – because I found that I'm going to get my social right and not have to have one of you guys help me with this because uh, I wrote it on my arm before I did this, kind of a memento style. Um, so you guys, give me a follow on Twitter. Uh, it's at Northern Connect. That's a Northern, then C-O-N-N-E-2. Uh, and give me a follow there. And at, as the season ramps up and as more NBA news happens, I'm attempting to ramp up my Twitter. It's it's an ongoing process, and I'm getting acclimated to the news platform. But I'll be there. So please give me a follow. And as I get more followers, I'll feel increasingly obligated to say something. Absolutely. And uh, to show how inept Stu is on Twitter, um, he just said his Twitter handle wrong. <laughs> what? You forgot the C before the two. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I do my best. And it's even written on me at this point. I, I try. I'll get there. Uh, That's what I'm here for, man. I'm here to help. <laughs> and just one last thing uh, before we sign off, guys, if you're listening and if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, please go in, give us five stars. It's five seconds of your time, and it means a lot for us, and it helps us be able to continue to produce high-quality content if we can – show that we have viewers so please guys give us five stars if you have the time for sure uh you know those those five stars and reviews are great um you know we read those reviews and we're entertained by them um but please try to keep it appropriate um i will say uh there's actually a new feature on anchor that you guys should definitely get onto. um it's called listener support uh, turns out, you guys, if you enjoy what we put out, you can actually donate to it, um, you know, so we can provide more content, maybe do some giveaways. Uh, that's something we've definitely talked about doing in the future. And if we had some uh, revenue coming in, uh, that would be easier to achieve. So if you feel so led, you can do that. But if not, you know, no pressure. You can still listen to this podcast for free. Um, so, yeah, definitely want to plug that. And also follow the stat chasers account on twitter at stat chasers no weird number at the end uh, i know that one by heart so yeah follow us there uh we're almost at 200 so you know if you become our 200 follower we'll give you a shout out and we will also follow you back well we're on team fallback anyway so uh we'll definitely follow you back even if you're not our 200 follower but we'll give you a shout out <laughs> but that's uh that's all i got Stu, you got anything else man no, that's all I have to say. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and have a have a great week, everybody. Absolutely. Uh, remember, next week, Maddie will be back, and we'll have uh, guest Richard Kimball of the fan page. And, yeah, it's going to be a good time. But, Stu, have a good night, man. Tell them bye. Yeah. Bye, everybody. All right. Y'all take it easy. Have a good night. Chase is on. <laughs>